From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. That's right, another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down all those 3A, 2A, 1A schools in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined, as always, by Logan Green, our first one of 2022. Happy New Year, Logan. Yeah, you too, Brandon. You're back from the dead. Yeah, so so people might be wondering, what the heck, why was there no podcast last week? And that's uh, because uh, I was down with the sickness, like like a lot of people across our country. <laughs> uh, I got I got the Omicron variant. Uh, oh, look at you. You can check that one off your list. That's right. Uh, that was my first experience with COVID-19. And so I'm very fortunate that I didn't get as sick as a lot of people did early in the pandemic, right? The Omicron variant isn't as severe, but man, I'll tell you, it really kicked my butt for about like a good week, week and a half, uh, just a really bad cold, but it, it was tough sledding. I, I couldn't talk anyways, so it wouldn't have been a good podcast. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, I mean, it's hard to listen to you anyways and adding in a sickness. It just would have made it a little bit worse, but nobody, no, you know, no one's had to listen to you on the airwaves. So you know, it was a break for the state of Idaho, I would say. Yeah, a well-deserved break, right? <laughs> yeah, just, just kidding. Of course. Uh, But the nice thing is, is that we have a lot of uh, action that we can now talk about. Um, Because when you get around Christmas time, the the calendar kind of slows for a week and there's not much to talk about. And so everything picks back up after the the Christmas holiday with all of these holiday tournaments. And the big one that that took place, and we had a lot of those games on IdahoSports.com, was at the Parma holiday tournament. It was a boys and girls tournament taking place simultaneously. Yeah, a busy day for uh, Will Squared out there with Will Kingsbury and Will Henneke on the on the broadcast for those those games those couple of days. But you know, you look on the in the girls' side of things. This is where it, this is Parma's tournament, right? They hosted it and they came up just a point shy. And this is what we kind of talked about them a couple of times so far in the broadcast, saying they just don't look like themselves. Um, we're used to seeing Parma in the top five. Uh, we're used to seeing them playing late um, into the state tournaments when, when that rolls around. And that is, that's Parma girls basketball. Uh, but they got it started last week, right? They started getting things going. They won their first game against Nampa Christian, a pretty, a pretty big win, uh, 63 to 34 um, in that one. And then the next game, I uh, guess a good gooding team won that one 51 to 39 and then fell just a little bit short against Ryrie. Uh, Ryrie always a good team as well. Uh, Ryrie, a state tournament team from a year ago at the 2A level, so really no joke um, there. Uh, they they were playing on Saturday at the 2A level um, there at Bishop Kelly last season. Um, so they but they fall to Ryrie 40 to 39. But but you got to feel good if you're Parma, knowing that you had a rough start and now all of a sudden look where you're at. Yeah, the Parma girls are five and eight overall. That's the bad news. The good news is is they're one and one in the Snake River Valley Conference and could be two and zero. Oh. They lost to Fruitland on basically a buzzer beater. Um, right, and right. So, so for Parma, you know everything. The roadmap is still in front of them. They still have a path to state. Um, and like you said, I think they've kind of gotten through some of those early season struggles and have really figured things out. And I mean, here's the thing too with it. For better or for worse, right? Everybody still has a path to state, right? And it, you go 0 and 35 if you want, right? Schedule 35 games, lose them all, and then you win four um, that second week of February, and all of a sudden you're in. Um, 
So, hey, you want to say that, you know, some people don't like that. Some people do. It gives everybody a shot. Um, that's that's not the conversation I'm trying to have. But, you know, you play well now, you can shake those cobwebs off. The door is open. When that tournament starts, it doesn't throw everything out the window. It's, it's how well are you playing right now. I mean, I think back, I always think of that NCAA tournament that UConn won a couple years ago when, when Kimball Walker was playing. They were like a seven seed. Um, but they were just hot at the right time, and they just cruised their way through. And, you know, sometimes that's what it takes in a state tournament. Um, and this is the time to get it turned around. I mean, we're a month away from people starting to wrap up regular season, which is crazy. Because, um, you know, that second week of February is when everything is hitting its stride for um, for districts. And some people are done by then. So now's the time to start putting the pieces together to get ready for district. And if you're Parma, you like where you sit right now after a good weekend in a tournament that involved teams from all over the state. You got to see uh, Gooding and Ryrie, a team that you might not see on a normal basis. Yeah, it was good competition for Parma for sure. And speaking of state, uh, Will Will Henneke, who was the broadcaster at the Parma tournament, uh, did send me an email kind of, kind of breaking down Parma as a team. Uh, and what he said was, um, you know, Parma will go as far as Austin Harris takes them. She's really good, but they sometimes struggle to score if she's not on the floor. So that's the big key for Parma is finding that secondary player, that complement to Austin Harris, who's a great talent. Um, but Will said... If if Austin Harris plays well, they'll probably be playing on Saturday at state. So he, I mean, yeah. the potential is still there for Parma. Yeah, I think the potential is there. The history is there, and sometimes you said it, it, somebody will step up. Somebody will say, "I need to help Austin out here," and and they'll do it. And whether it's by committee or one player, some I think somebody will step up. And and it just all you you see it in in different sports across the state where there's just that one team that just is always in the mix. And it does seem like Parma is one of those teams for girls basketball and they'll, and they'll just find a way to get back there. And um, I, I think that, you know, they're going to be competitive. We saw that just like you said, that buzzer beater lost to Fruitland. Um, you know, th those things get worked. They work themselves out as the season goes along and especially in the district. So, Hey, for them, you hope, you hope we see uh, that second player emerge for the Panthers. So let's get, let's just stick to girls basketball, and then we'll and then we'll dive into boys um, because there was also some boys teams competing at that Parma tournament. But sticking with the girls, yeah, Coal, Coal Valley Christian continues to be the top ranked team in the two A ranks. They went into the Timber Lion tournament, co-hosted by Timber Lion and Bora, a pair of five A schools. They they went into that tournament with a one loss on their record, right, eleven and one, and they left with an eleven and four mark, which means they went zero and three at the tournament, but. They played three teams that are significantly bigger than them, 4A Burley, 4A Bonneville, 4A Bishop Kelly. And most of those games were were close. Yeah, and I don't I think if you looked at it on paper, no one would say you should come away with a win here in this game. Um, but they almost did in a few of those. Burley really was the one that kind of um beat them by more than a, a possession or two. I think there was a one point game against one possession game against Bonneville and then that Bishop Kelly game uh, seven or eight points something like that in there um, but but you know Burley is just really good like it it is what it is they're they're extremely good Burley only lost I think they only lost one game in that tournament to Bora 5A school they're 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 loaded I mean obviously Amari Whiting is phenomenal 
And so, I mean, that, and we talked about that before, that maybe you, you could see that matchup for Cole Valley and to see where you stand. And I think they took those punches pretty well. And again, I think that's going to pay. You saw those those high power teams, so to say, and you saw them in December. And so you learned from those mistakes. You, you learned what you need to do against better competition. And I think it's going to pay off for them come tournament time. Um, that that it's going to be tough to hang with a team that's got that kind of experience. They've played in a big time tournament already. Um, so going into districts and even state probably isn't going to phase them too much after that experience they had in December. Yeah, they lost to Burley in their tournament opener, 55 to 41, lost to Bonneville by one, 45 44, lost to Bishop Kelly, 48 to 40. Um, and and I know coach Matt Beglinger was was excited to play Burley, especially because that that is the one of the premier teams in the state, regardless of classification. And they held their own. So I agree. Cole Valley Christian is a team that um despite 11 if you just look at the record and went boy 11 and 4 they shouldn't be the top team anymore well yes they they did still deserve yeah. that number one ranking and of course the team that's going to be standing in their way is in their same conference the second ranked team in the state for girls basketball 2a melba and the rematch is coming this saturday night yeah Cole well excited to see who wins that one yes um, the, 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 the first game went to Cole Valley. They won 53 to 42 on their home court. Uh, now they travel to Melba Saturday night. And this is a Melba team that kind of very quietly only has one loss still They're They're 12 and one. The only loss came to Cole Valley. Yeah. Just all of a sudden, I think you're starting to see some teams do that in other areas as well. Just quietly say, Oh, here you are with a great record and you're in the top five. Where'd you come from? And uh, Melba, one of those teams and you know, you never know what can happen in the rematch. They played really early. It's really early to have an, an opening uh, conference game with, with an opponent like that, you know, Duke Carolina, they don't play till the end of the season, you know, but they're putting the good ones in early uh, here this season. So that should be a fun one to track. And that could give you that inside track to state because it affects your seating in your state tournament and the biggest are in your district. And we mentioned this before a couple weeks ago, you know, that one seed in the tournament, you get the four in the semifinals and the, the, the two gets the three. And typically, you know, you, you'd rather play that three. You'd rather play that four than that three, especially in some conferences where they're so top heavy, where you get one, two, and then maybe the three can hang with them. But then after that, there's, the, there's quite a drop. So um, if you can get into one of those spots, uh, it, it makes your 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 position even better to get to state. Well, and, and even more importantly is this is a seven-team conference, the Western Idaho Conference. Vision Charter is not competing this year. So what normally would be eight is seven. And I, I haven't looked at a district bracket yet, but I got to imagine that only the number one team will get a bye, right? And then two will play seven, yep. et cetera, et cetera. So whoever takes first place gets a bye, which, you know, two versus seven ultimately isn't a huge deal, except that it's an extra game. Yeah, you know, it is more tired legs. You know, you've played three games in three days where somebody else just, you know, had to play one team of four seed who maybe is not that great. And then they're already there. Um, but you look at the other side with Melba, you know, they, it's really kind of a big win, a big opportunity for them coming off of, uh, of a pretty good week this week. Of course, last night, this, this is Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. So 
but yesterday beating Nissa, you mentioned it uh, as we talked earlier. They beat Nissa by 15, and I think believe Nissa was undefeated um, coming into that game. Of course, Nissa just just over the river in Oregon, uh, but a big win for Melba coming in, and and they have been rolling through their schedule right now. That only loss comes to Cole Valley Christian on the year for them. Yeah. So, so again, uh, I got an email this morning from Will Henneke who uh, watched that game last night, Melba against Nissa. And here's what he said. Not sure if you've seen them yet or not, but they're good, really smooth, really precise. They handled the previously unbeaten Nissa team fairly easily last night. Wasn't a blowout, but after a slow start, they were in control. Most of the game, Kaylee Wilson, Hallie Arnold, Kendall Clark, and Brooklyn Daly did most of the heavy lifting for the Mustangs. And he added, makes me think that Cole Valley must be really legit because they beat (laughs) Melba by double figures. Yeah, you look at this Melba, the the scoring differentials in these games. They beat Nissa by 15. They beat Ambrose by 30. They beat Compass Charter by a lot, um, 82. Um, (laughs) Nampa Christian, they beat by 40. Uh, New Plymouth, they beat by 20. So, I mean, you could go down that list all day if you want and say who has Melba beaten and by how badly. Um, they they haven't had many close games. Of course, they they lost that game to Cole Valley. But outside of that, they had a tight one with Parma a couple times, who's a, a class higher than them. Um, and then they had a tight one with South Fremont. And outside of that, it's been, it's, it's been pretty smooth sailing. Um, and if you want to loop that back, look at Parma. Um, Parma hang hung with <laughs> Melba in those two games. So if you're Parma, you got to look and say, hey, they're, they're still playing well. Sorry, this, we're going full circle here in this conversation back to Parma. But, you know, those close games with Melba show that you're a good team. Uh, if you can hang with one of the best teams in 2A uh, classification, just, just kind of just throw it out. Definitely. One last note on Melba from this email that Will sent me. He said uh, – Brooklyn Daly for Melba is just a sophomore. And he said, and in my opinion, was the most important player on the court against Nyssa. She has great vision and anticipation and is strong defensively. She dominated Nyssa's guards on the perimeter. And then he added, you know, Nyssa's pretty good. 10-0 and 0 coming in, just won a holiday tournament over in Salem. And, and they have a six foot five D1 recruit in the post. And so again, for Melba, this is a very impressive win just, that they came away with. Yeah, and just pushed him around, it sounds like. So... Yeah, kudos to them for coming away with a big, a big win in that one, and, and kind of setting themselves apart as that number two team in the state. Yeah, so so that's what we're keeping an eye on in girls basketball. Uh, there's there's some really good teams uh, at the lower levels um, in District Three of the Treasure Valley. Uh, boys basketball. Let's let's again let's just start where we started our conversation with the Parma tournament. Uh, I know Parma yeah. was there competing. Payette was there. Um, what stood out? Yeah, well, obviously, um, Parma and Payette, they they had a rough go of it. They lost their first-round games. Um, and then Payette ended up beating Parma in that second round um, of that tournament. So you know, if you're Payette, you feel good coming away. Of course, that wasn't a true conference game. Um, but but now you know where you stand and that um, that, that you can take out a conference opponent like that on the road in an impromptu away game in conference. But – Looking down the sheet, the best team from our area to perform in the tournament was Weezer. Uh, Weezer won their first game against the, the Skyview. So Skyview, of 5A school, they, they sent their JV team to the tournament, and Weezer knocked them off 47-42. to uh, Weezer then fell in the second round to the eventual champion, Snake River, 
um, in that tournament. No harm. Snake River, uh, a solid team. Um, Snake River, they d- defeated them 57-47. to 47, And then Snake River went on to win uh, the whole shebang, beating Teton by 20. So a uh, pretty good Snake River team coming all the way over and knocking everybody off on their way to the championship. And then uh, Weezer in their third-place game defeated Priest River. So Priest River probably the farthest to travel. Nope, Bonner's Ferry was there. Never mind. So Priest River the second farthest <laughs> um, one that had to travel down for that tournament there in Parma. Uh, but it, it was a great day, a great couple of days of broadcast. I just wanted to thank um, those local sponsors that helped um, bring that broadcast to you. Uh, Pioneer Title in Fruitland, uh, you know, they serve the whole um, area over there, Parma, New Plymouth, um, Fruitland, Payette, just the whole area, Pioneer Title over there, as well as FMTC uh, for helping out with them. Just want to thank those sponsors for being on those broadcasts with us. Yeah, I mean, what we do isn't possible without great sponsors, including including this podcast. So if you're out there listening and uh, yeah. you like what you hear, uh, send an email to sales at idahosports.com. We'll get you on the podcast. Yeah, it'd be fun. We'd love to have you. Uh, th- this can be your podcast. We'll even let you join us. How about that, Brandon? We, you, you can yeah. join us. Why not? For, uh, give us your two cents. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. You want to sponsor us. but Definitely. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, I'm surprised that Parma and Payette played each other because I I did prior to Christmas, the Preston Indians classic three day tournament down in Preston and Bonneville and Shelly, which are in the same conference, the way the bracket worked out, they were supposed to play each other in the consolation side. And they said, we don't want to play each other. We're going to, we're going to see enough of each other in conference play. Can we just trade opponents in the bracket? And Preston was like, yeah, sure, go for it. <laughs> so they ended up just playing the other two losers, and they kind of jumbled up the bracket that way. Um, so so I'm kind of surprised. That part yeah. Of- yeah, and I saw that last year at Middleton, too, because um, Century and Pocatello were supposed to play each other, and they switched it up so they didn't, they didn't end up having to play each other. But nonetheless, they got a little early taste of each other <laughs> in that tournament last yeah, week. For sure. Uh, moving on to 2A Hoops. Uh, we, we got back into the swing of things in the Western Idaho Conference uh, last night. Uh, dude, there has been snow everywhere in the state of Idaho except, well, I don't know. What, what's it like over there in the banana belt? In the, in the no, we do have snow on the ground, Brandon. So it snowed last week on Thursday and, no, Wednesday and Thursday. So my son, he went to um, a basketball camp that they had up at Middleton High School and just just dump it. I just remember they they were making everybody scrub their feet as they came in because there was so much snow coming down. I don't know. We probably got six, seven inches, um, and it's still on the ground. It's it's starting to go away right now. But uh, I it's apparently it's supposed to snow again tonight. But probably not as much as y'all are getting over there. I think y'all are getting uh, getting pretty pretty hammered as usual over there in Pocatello. So like every other region in the state, North Idaho, East Idaho, the Magic Valley are getting hammered by snow. But not only that, the wind, the wind is blowing, causing these big snow drifts to the point where the school buses can't get out. So like like I just got done recording with Scott Burton, the who is the athletic director at Jerome. They haven't even had school yet this week. They've had three snow days in a row. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. So So all of these games around the state are being wiped out, except for in district three, it seems like. So <laughs> yeah, because it, it has rained the last couple, it, it's been like very well, the last couple days, it's been very, very wet snow 
so it's not nothing sticking. Um, the the main roads are fine. My neighborhood is so much slush and it's hard to drive. But yeah, I have noticed that that everywhere else, I mean, there's a lot of schools in some back twisty windy roads that uh, that are going to struggle to get out. Um, but right here, I mean, specifically, I would say in the Boise, Nampa um, area, Caldwell, that it's pretty clear. But I think even up in Weezer, that Weezer has been getting hit even worse than we have. So um, it was COVID last year. It's snow this year. <laughs> For sure. So so it's been nice to have some games and some results that we can talk about. Uh, Tuesday night, last night, we're recording this on Wednesday. We got back into uh, Western Idaho conference play at the two A level for boys hoops. Ambrose taking on Coal Valley Christian, and and the Archers only came away with the four point win. Yeah, Coal Valley's got to be happy with that that they they hung in there. I saw Ambrose play a couple times at the Hawaii tournament, and man, they are they're good. They are fun to watch. They are good. Uh, Coach Sugarman posted on Twitter uh, today or maybe it was last night, but a couple of dunks from Johnny Sugarman last night in the game, which were, they were fun to watch those just on the highlight reel, uh, good dunks from him. But, you know, you look at it on both sides and say, if you're Cole Valley, you got to be happy that you hung around. Obviously that's not the result you want. You don't want to play for participation trophies. You want to go out and win, but Hey, you know, something you did right bothered Ambrose in that game. You know, you, you hung around long enough you kind of know a little bit of that recipe and what can go into to beating the archers and the archers. I tell you, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll have another prep cast before that game, but next week uh, the, the big matchup between Ambrose and Melba. So Melba basketball has just got a great couple of days of basketball coming up. Um, they're number, number two in just about every poll, uh, both boys and girls uh, teams <laughs> coming in strong. Um, you know, in both levels, but, but yeah, that's going to be a great game next week. I believe it's next Thursday. And we're hoping that maybe we can go and do that game at Ambrose against Melba. Yeah. That's going to be the big matchup because those are uh, kind of the, the two best teams right now. As, as you look at the standings, Ambrose, of course, the top ranked team in the state for two, a nine and O three and O in the conference, Melba right behind at eight and one, and also 3-0 and in the conference. And for Ambrose, this is a chance for them to get a little revenge because last year they lost to Melba at districts and didn't they didn't win the district tournament. They they got the two seed out of districts. Now they, they parlayed that into a run to the championship game, whereas Melba, you, you could argue that by winning the district, Melba had a tougher side of the bracket because <laughs> they were – I think they were on the same side as like St. Mary's. I think they had to play St. Mary's in the first round, actually, and they were the eventual state champs. Um, so for Ambrose, this is a big chance at revenge. Yeah, and, and you know they do have some common opponents outside of the conference this year. I looking at the schedule, um, both have played Homedale. Um, Melba's played them twice. Um, or Ambrose played them in that um, tournament a couple weeks ago. Well, maybe they didn't. I, I can never remember what I saw and what I did saw. It's been um, <laughs> no, they no they played each other. Yeah, Ambrose did. That's right. Ambrose beat Homedale sixty six to fifty three in that tournament. Um, and then you look at it last week, and that that's a good Homedale team. Um, watching them play a couple times, um, but a couple last week back on the twenty first, uh, Melba beat them by thirty. 
So, you know, if you want to play that comparison game, I know it doesn't always translate, but you got to feel good if you're Melba knowing that you beat a really good Homedale team a couple weeks ago um, and, and put it to them and, and got a big matchup coming up on Thursday, well, next Thursday. So on the 13th, that's when that matchup will go down. And I mean, you just have star power on both sides. Joe Reber for Melba, Johnny Sugarman for Ambrose. I mean, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, we can talk more about that next week. Real quick, let's let's take a peek at what's going on in 1A hoops, specifically with Garden Valley, right? The defending state champions. But man, they lost all five starters from last year's team. They lost uh, a couple of key players off the bench. They lost their coach. Um, they've got Heather Kelly. Uh, which is uh, Covey Kelly and Tacoma Kelly's mom. She is coaching the team this year, and they've kind of very quietly, you know, put up this seven and two record. Yeah, I mean, you look at their schedule so far. They 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 lost to a number one ranked Camas County. Uh, you could say no shame in that, right? Um, and then they lost last week in that New Plymouth tournament to Carey, who uh, it seems like Garden Valley and Carey always find a way to meet in every sport they ever play. It seems like they always play each other in the state tournament uh, for football. And they always play each other in basketball here and there. Um, but a big game for them last Wednesday in that tournament, they beat Cascade and they beat them by you know, 25 points. And, and that was a team that a lot of people liked to win the conference, the Ramblers um, and garden Valley kind of put it to them. Garden Valley coming in, they, they played a couple of JV teams over the last couple weeks, including McCall Donnelly's JV team. Um, so that that's a 3A team. Uh, I know it's just JV, but, man, they, they beat them. That's an impressive win right there. So Garden Valley, like you said, just kind of sliding below the radar, um, and that's what everyone doesn't want to see is Garden Valley coming in, making their shots, and being the Garden Valley of last year and the year before. Um, obviously, they're not that team, but they're looking to make a name for themselves right now. Yeah, and for that league, you're right. Cascade uh, was picked to finish first in the preseason coaches poll. Council was picked second. Garden Valley was kind of a distant third in that preseason and, coaches poll. And I talked to um, Coach Kelly a couple weeks ago, um, just about her team, and she said, "Look, these kids, they they were the they were the ones getting beat up by Josh Gillespie, Corbin Fields." Um, you, you know, they were the ones taking the brunt of that from Kobe Kelly week in and week out in practice and making them better. So they had to go through all that. They know how to play. They're good. They help those guys get even better. And now's their finally their time to shine and maybe shaking out some of those early season cobwebs and getting it going. Um, but look out for them as the season rolls around. They don't they play council on Saturday. So this week, a big matchup, that one at Garden Valley on Saturday night. So that could be where we see how do they stand. We've already seen them beat Cascade. How do they stand against Council in that game? Um, really might give us a, an indication of where Garden Valley truly is on the scale of, of competing for the conference. Yes, that is going to be a huge matchup. Council is 5-4 and four overall, but 2-0 and oh in the conference. And the winner of this game probably is, is in that driver's seat because right now every other team in the league is below 500. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that th that Cascade pick probably isn't going to pan out for them to win the conference at this point. I mean, anything can change, but um, Council beat them 60-25 to a um, couple weeks ago. 
Um, so, you know, Council really on top of it. Council also, you know, knocked out Tri-Valley a couple weeks ago. Like you said, I think it's probably going to come down uh, to Garden Valley in Council. And they'll play again later in the season. But those two teams um, are fighting for that spot. Um, you know, they're, they're going to fight all season for it. But I think this will tell us where each team stands in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, so some big games on the schedule this weekend. We'll we'll have plenty to talk about next week, Logan. Oh yeah, no, it'll be um, it'll be a good one to talk about. And one, and you know, one thing we mentioned it before. If you look at the one A D one level, uh, Centennial Baptist still undefeated at this point, and they're still getting votes in the coaches' poll. So just it's just fun to see another team that uh, we usually don't see a lot out of um, throughout the year still hanging around in there. Um, still being a factor in, you know, at least in some coaches' minds that, that, that they're still relevant and, and that they're here to play. Um, they'll be playing Wilder on Thursday night, and so they, they've already beaten Wilder once, another matchup with them. You look down the list, they have a pretty favorable schedule for the next couple of weeks uh, before they really run into any of those powerhouses. They don't play Liberty Charter or Victory Charter till the end of the season. Those are their last two games against Liberty and Victory, so you never know. They they could hang around for a long time uh, with this winning record, Centennial Baptist. And, you know, you, you keep winning in the regular season. Uh, you, you never know what can happen when it comes district time. Yeah, definitely a chance to to build some confidence. I, I, I think they finished with the three best teams, Rimrock, Liberty yeah. Charter, Victory Charter. Um, but you're right. Centennial Baptist has a chance to really pile up the wins. Um yeah, a lot of the games that they have remaining are teams that they've already beaten um, and by double digits. And so you look at it and say, man, they really could roll up until the end of the regular season with a, you know, with maybe a loss or two or maybe none. Um, so it'll be fun to see their ride. Uh, that's another team we, we don't hear much about. Um, and it's always fun to see those teams um, rise and make a name for themselves. Yeah, Kyle Stuke doing a nice job with those uh, Centennial Baptist uh, Mustangs. Um, all right, well, that'll do it for this edition. It's great to be back uh, after a little bit of a layoff. It's it's good to be back talking hoops with, uh, with Logan, and uh, there's going to be plenty of stuff to discuss next week as well. Um, did you set any New Year's resolutions, Logan? No. To, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> to... to make it to the next year to no no <laughs> did you brandon i did um so i'm trying to read a chapter of a book each day not oh, look out not because i want to be more well read but because i've got this whole bookshelf full of books that i desperately want to get rid of <laughs> do the you like can... to read do you like to read i do it's a lot of sports books oh okay here's what i'm reading right now it's uh Talking to goats by Jim Gray. Do you know who Jim Gray is? I don't. He's a famous uh, sportscaster. He's he's been like the sideline reporter at a lot of big events. So he does. He's done all these interviews with Tom oh, Brady okay. and no, Muhammad Ali. And, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that's what I'm going through right now. But but I'm strictly doing it just so I can read the book and then get rid of it. Well, you're great at talking to goats. I mean, you <laughs> talk to me just fine. So I think you're I think you're good. I think you're good. You know, you know what the funniest part of this is? I got this from my mother-in-law as a, as a gift, but she clearly got it from somebody else because there's a little inscription 
<laughs> on the on the inside to somebody named Bree. <laughs> it says so Bree gave it to your mom, and then your mom or your mother in law, and then your mother in law gave it to you. Yeah, it says Bree bought this as you are a goat, and I thought uh, you would enjoy this. Lots of love on your birthday, your mom, twenty twenty. So obviously Bree, obviously Bree didn't think much of the book if it's already been regifted. It only took two years to make it into your hands. You know, it's funny because my wife told me she would love it if I so she loves Harry Potter. Um, and I think I read the first two, but I mean I, I don't not like it. I watch all the movies, but I know that that probably offends every Harry Potter fan out there that says the movies don't count, you gotta read the books. Yeah. So she's like, Would you you know? She said it would make her happy if I read the book. So maybe maybe I will join you and I will read the Harry Potter books as my um, my resolution, my new resolution. You know what makes the Harry Potter book series like the, the best of all time? And J.K. Rowling, I believe now, is like the highest grossing author of all time. It's not like the story. It's like the story itself is good. But the way each chapter ends it just makes you want to immediately read so, the next chapter. So are you? So are you a Potter nerd then, Brandon? Oh, big are time! You, oh, I didn't know this. Man, yeah. we should have talked about this before. Okay, yeah. well, I'll read Harry Potter, and then and then we'll do some games together and, and just talk about Harry Potter. Perfect. <laughs> that's that sounds great. But yeah, seriously, like you you start reading it, and you're like, I got to read the next chapter. I got to read the next chapter. And next thing I know, I look up and it's like two thirty in the morning, and I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> what happened? So did you watch? Um, that uh, Harry Potter reunion on HBO Max. I, I didn't. So, so I'm the opposite. I've read all the books, but I've only seen the first movie. I haven't watched. Oh, really? Movie. You haven't seen? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and so there's also this game show that just came out. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a Harry Potter quiz game show. I did. And they see they, yeah. they ask some pretty tough. We were watching some of it, and I didn't know because I hadn't read the books. Like they would read a line from the book, and then you had to like finish the line. Um. There was ones I had no idea, but my wife, she was nailing every question, but I was not. So maybe once I read the books, I can, uh, I can be on more, more of your level. Yeah. That, okay. <laughs> let's get to That's your, that's your resolution, Logan. Well, this took, this took a wide left turn. from sports <laughs> we, and Harry There's Quidditch really, in Harry Potter. So it's uh, it's a sport technically. There is. They, and in the fourth book, they have kind of like a wizard Olympics. And, and anyways, it's See, here's the thing. I, okay, It doesn't, my wife tells me it doesn't count. So I've listened to them on like on audible up to number six. I've listened like I'm halfway through six, but she says it doesn't count because I didn't actually read it. I didn't have the paper in my hands. So is that your opinion? Does it count if you audible it? I think so. I mean, as long as the text is the same, sure. Why not? All right. Well, I'm telling her that I then then technically I'm through five. So I only got two more to go. <laughs> yeah. You so, got this. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, this this took a wide veer yeah. left here, yeah. as you said. So well, let's bring it back in. Yeah. From from Harry Potter to Happy Holidays. Thank you for <laughs> tuning in to the to the Treasure Valley Prepcast for Logan Green. I'm Brandon Maney. We'll see you back here next time on IdahoSports.com.